welcome to episode number 11 of the Grumps Blog Podcast, dated 20th of November 2020. This week's episode includes an amusing story about a TV that cut off the villagers' broadband. I've got a thoughtful piece about crossing London, although it's more than just crossing London. I've got a dad joke, as always, and I've got some events from this week in history. This week's rather amusing story is about a village in Wales that kept losing its internet connectivity on quite a regular basis, almost daily in fact. The story goes, and I shall read it out to you. The mystery of why an entire village lost its broadband every morning at 7am was solved when engineers discovered an old television was to blame. An unnamed householder in Aberhausen, Paris, was unaware the old set would emit a signal which would interfere with the entire village's broadband. After 18 months, engineers began an investigation after a cable replacement program failed to fix the issue. The embarrassed householder promised not to use the device again. The village has now a stable broadband signal. Openreach engineers were baffled by the continuous problems and it wasn't until they used a monitoring device that they found the fault. The householder would switch their TV set on at 7am every morning and electrical interference intermitted by their second-hand television was affecting the broadband signal. The owner, who does not want to be identified, was mortified to find out their old TV was causing the problem, according to Openreach. They immediately agreed to switch it off and not use it again, said engineer Michael Jones. Engineers walked around the village with a monitor called a spectrum analyzer to find any electrical noise to help pinpoint the problem. At 7am, like clockwork, it happened, said Mr Jones. Our device picked up a large burst of electrical interference in the village. Turned out that at 7am every morning, the occupant would switch on their old TV, which would, in turn, knock out broadband for the entire village. The TV was found to be emitting a single high-level impulse noise which caused electrical interference in other devices. Mr Jones said the problem has not returned since the fault was identified. Suzanne Rutherford, Openreach Chief Engineer Lead for Wales, said anything with electrical components from outdoor lights to microwaves can potentially have an impact on broadband connections. We'd just like to advise the public to make sure that their electric appliances are properly certified and meet current British standards, she said. And if you have a fault, report it to your service provider in the first instance so that we can investigate. What a wonderful story. Um, Clearly, somebody who likes their older equipment, maybe it was a gift or a hand-me-down, but one single TV knocking out a whole villager's broadband is quite a story, quite odd in these days of modern technology. And the fact that it took Openreach so long to find it, they'd relayed cables and everything else. Perhaps they need to look at their um, processes. Anyway, all is well. The television is retired and broadband services resume. In 
past blogs, I've spoken about slowing down the pace of life, putting to one side the trinkets of modern life, i.e. the mobile phone or the laptop computer, and taking time to observe. This blog, entitled Crossing London, continues this thought process. More times than I care to remember have I had to travel across London from one station to another. At first, I was proud at the speed that I could make the journey. My destination and timetable were all encompassing. As the number of business trips I undertake dwindles to be replaced by leisure trips, my attitude has changed. I now make this journey in a very leisurely fashion. The change first happened when I found myself with time to spare and I chose the number 73 bus to travel from Victoria to London St Pancras in place of the overcrowded Victoria Line Tube. This was a revelation. Rather than dark tunnels, uniform corridors and crowds, I was treated to the wonderful sights of London. Monuments, parks, churches and architecture. I witnessed locals and visitors alike going about the business of the day. In place of the uniformity of the tube corridors, I relished the apparent randomness of life above ground. One of my regular cross-country journeys these days is from Paddington Station to St Pancras. Whenever time and weather permits, I elect to walk. The most direct route for this would see you turn left out of Paddington Station and head towards Edgware Road Tube. A gentle right turn onto Marleybone Road, then straight onto Euston Road until you get to St Pancras. As you walk, you will see many sights. Westminster Magistrates Court, Marleybone Station, Baker Street, Adam to Swords, the Royal Academy of Music, Regent's Park, Great Portland Street, Euston Station and the British Library, to name but a few, and all in just 45 minutes. I now rarely walk that route. In fact, I rarely walk the same route twice. I love nothing more than exploring en route. Whilst keeping the tall landmarks in mind, it is easy to navigate a general direction without becoming lost. The streets, shops and pubs of Fitzrovia, Marleybone and Bloomsbury. These are sites that you won't see on the bus or any tour. You most certainly won't see them on the tube. The journey not only gives me exercise, it also gives me variety and interest. In my view, that is an unbeatable combination. You can always stand under someone's armpit, staring through the windows onto the dark walls of the underground, or you can walk or use the bus. You may determine my preference. I speak here of London, but the same can be said of a variety of cities. You rarely have to go far from your normal routes to find a very different scene. In my local neighbourhood, there is a road into the city centre. It is long and straight, boring almost. Just a few yards to one side of this, a canal runs in parallel. This particular route is far more attractive and a far more interesting walk with wildlife and boats and no traffic. Therefore, this week's plea is a very simple and straightforward one and probably cheaper than I have ever made. All I ask is that you be aware of your surroundings. Give yourself time to walk and explore. As I explain in the above text, you need not wander too far off your route to find extraordinary things. 
Not only will you get exercise, but you will see and experience more than you would if you follow the same old routes and routines. It doesn't just have to be crossing London. a little bit of a special mention as I consider my blogs on a weekly basis I browse and listen to many other podcasts to see how I'm doing to compare and contrast the one that has really really struck me very recently is a podcast and blog called the Englishman's Journal You can find it online at theenglishmansjournal.com and also it appears on all good podcasting platforms. The reason I like this is because it's so homely in many, many ways. The English language that's used is fantastic and descriptive. The person concerned calls themselves a writer and I think they really are the use of our language is so often how do I say poor in general population however this gentleman really knows the language and it really is a joy to behold and listen the subjects that he covers are homely he talks about magazines and autumns and cookbooks and it's it's so so very wonderful and the way they are read is 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 a thing to behold it really is so if you want a homely podcast then the englishman's journal is the place to go give it a listen the englishmansjournal.com or on podcast suppliers everywhere As always, the dad jokes, a bad joke. This one is a couple, a dad and a mum, who have a very strange conversation. Here we go. Dad, I was just listening to the radio on my way home. Apparently, an actress just killed herself. Mum says, oh my, who? Dad replies, um, I can't remember. I think her name was Reese something. Mum said, with a spoon? Dad, no, it was with a knife. As always, we end the podcast with a few facts from the week gone by in years gone by. The first date I'm going to pick on this week is the 18th of November. In 2011, the X Factor group One Direction released their debut album entitled Up All Night in Ireland and the UK. In 2002, Up, the fourth studio album by Shania Twain was released. In 1997, Metallica released the album Reload. 
1994, Star Trek Generations, the film produced and directed by David Carson, starring Patrick Stewart, premiered. In 1901, George Gallup, the American survey sampling pioneer and inventor of the Gallup Poll, was born in Jefferson, Iowa. In 1626, St. Peter's Basilica is consecrated, replacing an earlier basilica on the same site and becoming the world's largest Christian basilica. Now to the 20th of November. On that day in 2015, 25, the third studio album by Adele is released. In 2002, Die Another Day, the 20th James Bond film, was released, directed by Lee Tam- Tamahori and starring Pierce Brosnan and Halle Berry. 1995 saw Princess Diana admitting she cheated on her, prin- her husband, Prince Charles, in a TV interview. In 1969, Brazilian soccer icon Pele scored his 1,000th goal. In 1942, Joe Biden, American politician, Vice President 2009-2017, born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And of course, we now know he's got the presidency. In 1889, Edward Hubble, the American astronomer, discoverer of galaxies, a red shift, was born in Marshfield, Missouri. He died in 1953. And in 1272, Edward I proclaimed King of England after death of his father, Henry VIII. He would take two years to return to England from his Ninth Crusade. Thank you for listening to the Grumps Blog Podcast. Of course, you can always visit us at www.thegrumps.co.uk to find out more. You can also see what we're up to on Twitter at The Grumps Blog or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Grumps Blog. Share, share alike. We'll be back very soon. Thank you for your ears.